it's always a constant conversation with us because she'll never wear a sexy outfit. She never goes as <laughs> sexy something. And they even have sexy Top Gun flight suits. Oh, I'm sure. They have, they have one that's like a little mini skirt, and then they also have one that I preferred, which I thought was a little more tasteful, but it was like a Catwoman suit. Catwoman? Yeah, like it's like real tight. Oh, but it's still like a Fitting. flight suit? Yeah, it's like a jumpsuit, but it's like fitted like a Sarah called it a Catwoman suit. That's why I use that. But you know what I'm talking about. You know what about. you it's should like do and not consult with her at all is just wear a little like short, short denim shorts and you could be Tom Cruise from the volleyball scene in Top Gun. <laughs> no shirt, sunglasses. Just, just, just waltz into the room like that. I don't, she'll love it. Welcome to The Radio Cure. I'm your host, Nathan Seal, and each week Jeremy Cohen and I talk about new albums and artists in and around the indie music landscape. This week, we get transported to a remote New Mexico mountain town at the very moment in a naked Nathaniel Ratliff hot tub-soaked jam session, an unlikely singer-songwriter supergroup was born. Glorietta captures rocking, heartbreaking, and introspective song recorded by pals of Matthew Logan Vasquez of Delta and Middle Brother at a ramshackle rental outside of Santa Fe over five days. That's next on The Radio Kid. Hey, Jerry. What's up? Sorry, that was a long uh, intro, but that was like the first section. a lot of information that I did not know. (laughs) Yeah, that was the first section of uh, their About page, which is the only place that I got information from. I couldn't find much on them. Now... Um, um, the intro is a Delta. Is it Delta Spirit? Yeah. Did I say only Delta? Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to yes. clarify. Delta Spirit and Middle Brother, the kind of, um, well, for us, it was kind of like the other guy because mm-hmm. um, the Taylor Goldsmith from Dawes and then, oh, I can't remember his name, from Deer Tick were the other two. They, he, had the, Middle Brother. he had the witch wedding. Yeah. 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 From Deer Tick. Yeah. And uh, Matthew Logan Vasquez was the third. And he basically was like trying to like relive the middle brother experience, um, mm. it sounds like. And he kind of like brought all of these singer songwriters together uh, for one crazy week in New Mexico. Cool. Did you say something about a hot tub as well? <laughs> yeah. That was uh, supposed to be a tequila soaked jam session. But I read in one of the interviews that Nathaniel Ratliff came in for um, a couple of days to record a few things. I think he was on um, not one of the songs we picked uh, to talk about. But anyway, he they, they were recalling that he was um, always kind of like hanging out in the hot tub naked, mm. uh, just kind of as you do. As you do. He used to hang out at that bar, the Meadowlark. You remember that place? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And I, I knew him from there. He's very funny. Yeah, uh, he's a good guy. And one actually, one of the songs is about um, uh, him and Vasquez um, uh, and, and uh, one of their friendships there. And uh, But he's not one of the, the six that's kind of like on the record, right, so right. to speak. So it is Adrian Casada from Brownout and Black Pumas. I had not heard of him. And then Texas Recontour. Uh, David Ramirez, not heard of him. Seattle solo artist Noah Gunderson and Kelly Wilson of Wild Child. And then Jason Robert Bloom, uh, which who, who is a songwriter. 
Okay, so. cool. It, people are calling it a super group. I mean, I feel like it's a collective. I feel yeah. like you have to, you know, have some sort of bigger names to be a super group. Yeah, I don't group, think though. just being in other bands constitutes a super group necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's kind of my feeling. I I don't know why I needed to <laughs> to make that distinction. Yeah, fuck these guys. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a great fucking album. I've I've been missing that kind of Ryan Adams mm. country sound, you know, that kind of that alt country. I know it's like all country an, is back. Indie, it's indie back in my twist. life. I know. It's so good. It's so good. And I love that this is kind of just going to be this one thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, he was, uh, Vasquez was talking about how he wanted to do another Middle Brother record, but uh-huh. it sounded like that experience was similar to this one. And it, it, you just can't like remake these. And mm. so instead of doing, you know, asking those guys, he was like, I'm just going to do this. Very cool. Um, and uh, make this record. But yeah, it it's 12 songs and, and they are. You can tell they're made by a collective because they are, you know, very different from yeah. each other. Although within this one genre, of course. Totally. I. That's uh, good to know all of that. I. Had, I told you I googled them. Um, I did not click on any of the results. However, <laughs> that's where I stopped. So I didn't know any of that. That's fun. <laughs> well, yeah, I couldn't find any uh, Metacritic score. I couldn't find any of our normal um, websites that review them. I. I Saw some blogs reviewed them, but no, nobody I recognized. Uh-huh. Um, so I went to their about page, and they kind of tell the story of the whole experience and stuff. So I'm going to kind of uh, use some of that information, and we'll talk about the songs that we want to talk about and kind of move through from there. Cool. I know. This isn't very funny, but it's very informative. I feel like so, Well, I feel hopefully like something funny will come up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was hoping that the Nathaniel Ratliff... Uh, hot tub thing there's only one chick there so i guess he couldn't really offend anyone so that was nice <laughs> although we all know only women are offended by things <laughs> <laughs> that was harsh that's good that's good see that was uh, funny we're, God, we'll, we'll, i mean we'll if it wasn't for these our, women we just have our dicks out all the time we'll create our own humor nathan <laughs> yeah it's our trademark uh, okay, so anyway, uh, let's get into this. The collection of strangers and acquaintances didn't know what to expect, and frankly, a few of them almost didn't show up. Ramirez nearly balked under the weight of possibly the worst hangover of my life. Oh. Which I can definitely see that happening. Absolutely. <laughs> Do you, I mean, you just keep drinking the whole time so that you're just kind of putting the hangover off until after. Yeah, exactly. You can't stop. Right? You can't stop, right? Because you can't have an hangover during this incident. No. So you just have to keep going. Okay, yeah, that's true. I got it. No, <laughs> so that's, that's, a, that's a huge worry. I understand you, Ramirez. Maybe you're getting up there in age, you know, like us. Yeah, it's trouble. Gunderson was in the middle of a breakup-induced meltdown, and Wilson, worried she might not fit in with the guitar-playing boys, needed a nudge, too. Hmm. And so... Uh, in another interview I read, it said that Gunderson almost didn't get on the plane, but then he um, like had an epiphany for a song, wrote Golden Lonesome, and then called a lift. That's no shit. <laughs> what, he, what he said. And it fits so perfectly. You know, goddamn, this cold and lonesome feeling. I don't know what to do with myself. He's just like, I don't know if I should go or I shouldn't. And 
and it was like cathartic. He got it out, went and uh, recorded the song. I love this song. It's a great single. I mean, it gives you all the Ryan Adams feelings. I know. It's like when Ryan Adams was good. That's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> I feel like if he wasn't such an asshole and a drug pusher, he could have gone. And this would have been a really great album with him on it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Even right there in the in the naked hot tub. That's, that's, his, that's his vibe. I like it. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, Ryan Adams would have required way too much attention, but... <laughs> and way too much coke. For any sort of collective type of <laughs> endeavor. There's not enough coke in New Mexico. But <laughs> it, it has that real singer-songwriter feeling. And, I mean, Ryan Adams is one of the best um, singers of the word goddamn. Goddamn! Yes. And this this has that with that that goddamn that cold and lonesome feeling. It just has that Great. real nice. Um, it's real sharp, and uh, it has that real classic country pacing. I mean, it's just one of those I, sad sack songs, but like a bar song, not like but, in your bedroom. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it's like a classic, like sad, like drinking song. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You're 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 lonely at a bar, not lonely like in yeah. your basement. I feel yeah. like. Uh, Listening to this a bunch and taking my notes and stuff, I'm, I feel like we're gonna say the word classic at least twelve thousand times this episode. I know there's like five or six classic songs on. I mean, one of the 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 one that um, Wilson sings on, uh, sailing ships or something like that. Sinking ships. Sinking ships. The ship. opposite of That's- a sailing ship. <laughs> Well, because uh, I was raising my white flag for that, because it is a classic Dido song. <laughs> nice. I was th- I was listening to that one. Uh, this is what we're gonna go in depth on, but um, I was like, this sounds like something. I am not sure what Dido. That's a good call, right? Yeah, got a great got a great Dido voice. It is a great song. I mean, there are so many that I left out here. I was trying to pick like a. A variety because mm-hmm. they do really go all over the place. Golden Lonesome is right in the middle. It's the single, and I, I feel like it's like the most kind of you know straightforward. This is what you would expect from singer songwriters all getting together. Yeah, totally. Okay, so let's move on. But once the kindred strangers unpacked the gear and poured the tequila, hangovers, headaches, and insecurities faded. Vasquez. Their connection to each other, because not everybody knew each other. It just mm-hmm. Vasquez brought them all together. Served as the maestro of the vibe. Basically, Vasquez threw us into the house together and said, we're going to do this thing. Don't worry about it. We're all going to love each other, Wilson said. And that very first night, within the first few hours, we had set up, written and recorded a really solid song. That kicked it off. It was like, that's how this week is going to go. And it never slowed down after that. That's delightful. I'm assuming that's golden lonesome, mm-hmm. but you know, maybe, maybe I'm just kind of like projecting there. That, but then, would, that would make a lot of sense to me, but yeah, who knows? Right. I mean, cause it just seems like the one that would kind of kick everything off. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, that is a really, really solid song. It's not like 
a crazy banger. It's not like a, a, a low soft one. It's like the right in the middle song. It's like the, you know, the, the centerpiece to mm -hmm. it all. Okay, so then on their first morning together, as Bloom fixed the breakfast of Migas and Mezcal, the Glorietta crew recorded Gunderson's Lincoln Creek, his as well, I guess, uh, harmonizing on the chorus, a tender, relatable truth for the touring musicians in the room. Somewhere, someone is singing for free. The tab in a couple of 20s is all they need. I just point out, I mean, if you get the tab in a couple of 20s, that's not free then, right? I mean... I know that's great. <laughs> I, feel like that's, I could live that's off a good of that. Nice work, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> a good nice work. I'll take that as my job. <laughs> oh, but this this definitely seems like a morning song. Like this is the kind of song that you would record in the morning. You know, just to kind of get things started. It's acoustic. It has Ray LaMontagne feels all over the mm. place. Warm, sorrowful. Cool storytelling right i mean it's just a yeah, guitar it's very, very folky i i feel like uh, mm -hmm. uh just great visuals from the lyrics in this one yeah just a story of an old friendship yeah and the way you he know? like describes things is like very nice like it, it, it like paints like a very clear picture to me yeah him and johnny just when life was easy and then then johnny grows up and you know gets married and stuff and the singer of the song you know kind of follows that hard life of the singer yeah <laughs> Somewhere, someone is singing for free. A tab and a couple of twenties is all they need. Somewhere, someone is singing for free. Thank God it ain't. But yeah, I mean, just it's just a great fucking song, and I can just see them kind of milling about and and putting this song together. I love I love the harmonies in this song too, like very like cl there's the word mm -hmm. classic again, but like very classic like country style harmonies. Yeah, yeah, it, it ends in the chorus of of maybe all of them. I kind of imagine I've, it. It sounds like they're only going to be touring this month. This this record came out last month. Mm. This month and and a few. Um, other uh, times this fall, and then that's kind of it. This is just going to be like a one-time thing, you know. But mm. I can imagine this kind of being a vandalai cry, baby, cry kind of at the end, yeah, all of them together yeah. come out. Oh you know? yeah, totally. It has one of my favorite lines of all of it. Um, I guess he found Jesus talking of Johnny, and you might not believe this. Sometimes I wish that I did. I know that's great. Road not taken, the easier life. Mm-hmm. Got your beliefs, got your wife, got your kids. It's all good. But a lot of this record is about kind of that friendship of, of singer-songwriters. I know. It's, it's like very nice and sweet in a way. It's kind of uh -huh. like uh, uh, encouraging in a way. Yeah. Yeah. But there were harder parts on uh, the the record. And I'm thinking of uh, Mindy, Heartstroke, mm. Hardway, um, a little more robust. And this is from the um, uh, the website again. We were drunk on mezcal, loose enough to sound fun and tight enough to be a good recording, Bloom said. Uh, the beautiful part of all this was the openness there's a bit of a party in there, but there was beautiful, deep songs getting laid down. 
And what you get, Ramirez says, is a robust pinball machine of a record where not a single song sounds like another. What you hear on the album is exactly what happened. There are mistakes and flaws and humanity on it. It captures all of the personalities that were there at work. I hope people can vibe with that. I hope they can get the spirit of it. I like that because like after like the first two songs, I thought uh, the, the first time I listened to it, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I, this is really good. I know what this is going to be, but uh, but I was kind of wrong. It, it like took some turns. It did. I mean, I love uh, Heatstroke. It's just one of those like out of nowhere. It, it, it's like one idea, one chord progression, mm-hmm. and it's a whole song. And it's just kind of like this just getting the hot face from drinking too much mezcal yeah. and, and eating too many green chilies, uh-huh. hatch chilies, you know. Oh, I could go for some hatch chilies. <laughs> right? Got the heat stroke. Uh, I, I love that. Hard Way almost sounds like a contemporary country song yeah, that you totally. would like, hear on iHeartRadio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mindy is kind of the one of this group that I picked to talk about. I mean, yeah. I think it's the banger. It's much more classic rock. It kind of has that organ sound of... Yeah, what is that? I, I wrote down, is that a Wurlitzer? What is a Wurlitzer? That's that's the word that came to mind. I feel like it's a Wurlitzer. Bend over and I'll show you. I <laughs> I, I think of, I feel like a Wurlitzer is like uh, the one that they play at uh, the baseball games. <laughs> <laughs> I hope right? that's true. Kind of a thing. I do like uh, that organ in there, though, whatever it is, whether it be a Wurlitzer or not. Uh, yeah, it's like a little, little bit of like a roadhousey type of feel. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of had a, a, a Doors feel from the organ, mm. but then it had like that, um, that kind of like one hook that drove the whole song. But then yeah. there was like these screechy flourishes, and it just really sounded real classic seventies. I mean, um, you can imagine this one late at night. You know, yeah. Ratliff is already passed out in the hot tub, and <laughs> you know they're just getting in after it. <laughs> And I, I felt like at times as a little bit of like a Nick Cave vibe to it. Singer-songwriter that can go in a lot of different yeah. uh, ranges, but yeah, he he has a flair for the dramatic, and I feel like Mindy uh, would be right up his alley for sure. Uh, okay, so the last one and and uh, song that uh, I wanted to talk about, and just the last excerpt from uh, the the website on Friends, Vasquez reveals a hilarious true moment that cemented his friendship with Rateliff. More than a decade ago. remember, And this is a lyric. Um, remember the first night that we got acquainted, you fell out of my window. I hadn't laughed like that in ages, Vasquez Saints. <laughs> I really like that line. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, he just seems like it's such a happy-go-lucky uh, lucky Falstaffian kind of character, this Ray Lift guy. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I want him. I want him in my group. I want to be in his group, maybe is a better way to put that. <laughs> well, I, I fucked up. I, I could have integrated myself into his group way back, way back in the day. <laughs> way back when. Way back. So. I fucked up. 
he says, he goes on, he says, listen closely and you can hear the imperfections that come with recording live in a living room. What's happening is the people are waking up. Jason is cooking breakfast. Uh, the smells of corn tortillas, eggs and bacon and peppers. Vasquez says you can feel people rising and that song is being put into existence in that space, which is so true. This fr- this friend's song is um, like a encapsulation. It's a love song to friendship, which is what this weekend yeah. sounded like it was. Yeah, it's so nice. This episode's making me hungry. <laughs> I know. I need to put more chilies in my breakfast. Oh, yeah. Every breakfast. That, that is one of the fantastic things. If you do go to Santa Fe, get a Santa Fe breakfast. There's this whole kind of like platter that is like a Santa Fe breakfast and like the the potatoes have like chilies and stuff within it and then they they serve hominy with everything What the fuck is hominy? It, it it's it's like grits but it's uh like the corn is whole. Uh hominy so is it's like corn. A, Oh no, it's chickpeas. No, chickpeas. <laughs> it's like grits but with chickpeas. Oh. or something. And they're not ground up. It's it's like this weird kind of you know, snotty texture that the, but anyway, the, there's this whole thing. It, it it has a very interesting food culture down there. Yeah, I'm into it. It's very good. But this song is is the one that sounded the most like Deer Tick and yeah. Little Brother to me. It was, um, it was totally. It, it's how it is. Friends like this, men together. It just sounds so much like that. With plucky guitars, uh, with that country kind of chord progression, that that you hear so much. It's just, yeah, I I love this one. Um, the vocals especially reminded me of like the slower, like deer tick songs. Did you go to the deer tick concert with me? I went to a deer tick concert with you with Vanessa Carlton. She came out. Remember? Did she? Yes, 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 yes. That's who who the guy from deer tick married. Yeah. 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 Yeah, in the well, he Satan married her though. Yeah, Stevie Nicks officiated that shit. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, she was the, the 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 satanic priest or whatever. Yeah, that has to be something different than priest. It has to be like witch or witchess or priestess or something. <laughs> I think they're satanic priests. Uh-huh. Anyway, didn't the drummer get drunk and? Oh, drummer got drunk and didn't come out. He remember? wasn't there. Yeah, all, the drummer was. I don't know if yeah. it was a drunkenness issue, but he wasn't there. I can't remember what the he, they was. said that he got too drunk to come out. That's really? what they said. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so it was the three guitar players, yeah. and it was like a fucking friends sing along. It was this yeah, song. That's a guy. I, I totally forgot about that. That yeah. Do you remember that? Because yeah. we sang everything with him. Yes. Because there was no drums, and so it was like you could hear everyone sing. Yeah, it was the a whole lot time. Of fun. I know. It was it was one of the best concerts I've ever been to. I got so drunk there. We both bought the same shirt, naturally. We did. I had to retire that shirt. It's getting so thin. Oh really? Mine's still going apart. strong. Yeah, it's just it's just almost about ready to fall apart. So I have to <laughs> I have to uh, you know, take the time to to wear it 
mm-hmm. in special occasions. Yeah, <laughs> for short know. periods it's of great. time. It's a great funeral shirt because it's got an up to upside down cross. Yeah, totally. I don't know why that's a. <laughs> that's exactly what you wanted a funeral. That's what everyone wants. <laughs> it's my funeral shirt. It's my funeral <laughs> tea. Yeah. Everyone has a funeral tea. Yeah. Yeah, that, that one's mine. <laughs> but yeah, great song. Um, I can definitely hear it sung in a bar at some point in time in my life, hopefully, if I'm lucky enough. Well, maybe we can make it happen. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. You move into the. You move into a nicer part of Brooklyn. I'll, I'll come back when when that happens. <laughs> oh, I see how it is. <laughs> Classism. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> Your gentrification of that neighborhood didn't work. <laughs> it didn't. We tried. We were, the, we were the only ones that ever made it. <laughs> All right, I think that does it for us this time. Check out Glorietta and tell us what you think by leaving us a review in iTunes. Follow the link in the show notes to all the reviews and music used in this episode to our website, theradiocurepod.com. Till next time, I've been Nathan Seal. With me was Jeremy Cohen. Thanks for listening to The Radio Cure. Bye. So what is your schedule going to look like when you transition fully? When I finally become a woman? Um... (laughs) (laughs) Are you still recording? Yeah, I am. Okay, good. <laughs>